Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host Dustin doing a pod. Um, after taking a sort of a break from doing these pods, um, not necessarily doing a post game pod, but you know the Mavericks did play last night against Portland. They played two in a row against Portland, which was nice because they, you know, Portland's a really bad team, and I'll get to them somewhat later um this pod's basically going to be a general um overview of the team um we are roughly let me see the mavericks record is 21 and 15 so it's 36 games in right not quite halfway but almost halfway right halfway is 41 we're 36 so we're five short but uh there's a couple generalities I would like to discuss with this team. Um, 21-15 is not a bad record, right? Um, the best record in the West is 25-9. and They're five games back from the best record in the West. So you, can't, you really can't complain too much, um, especially with the number of injuries they've had. Uh, the injuries are a problem. Um, it's been, you know, thankfully Kyrie's back and then Kyrie gets back and, you know, Lively goes out and it's just, it's, it's frustrating as a Mavs fan because, you know, one of the things, uh, when you look at Oklahoma city, one of the things they showed was that Oklahoma city, the, the amount of injuries they've had is we're talking like a handful of games, right? For the most part. They've had every one of their main guys through the whole season, right? And it shows they're they've they've got a good record, twenty three and eleven. Um, they're a good team, and I you know I think a healthy Mavericks team versus a healthy Oklahoma City team, I think it's comparable. I know a lot of people would disagree. I do think the Mavs have a lot of talented players. Um, I do think Oklahoma City has a better roster. Problem with Dallas, a lot has to do with coaching, in my opinion, and I'm going to get to that. Um, But as far as, you know, things um, that have probably been the biggest problem for Dallas going so far is injuries. At some point, it would be neat to, you know, have everybody back and... I feel like we're getting close to that. Um, you know, Lively was questionable last game. I feel like he was given the game off mostly because they were playing Portland. And again, Portland really stinks. Um, Portland's missing guys, and they're just, even with their guys, they're not good. I think they have a coaching problem as well. Uh, but that's another story another day. But, um, and not really... Um, part of <laughs> this pod. I just think they have a coaching problem. But uh, I think once Dallas gets healthy, I, I do think they're a playoff team. I do think they're top six in the West. Uh, you know, currently they're sitting at number six. Uh, when you look at the top four teams, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Denver, and the Clippers, they're all really good teams. Uh, are they better than Dallas? I do think Minnesota and Denver are better than Dallas. Um, I think there's size issues with Dallas trying to play those teams. Um, Like I said, the reason Oklahoma City has such a good record is I think their health. Um, They talked about it with Sacramento last year. Sacramento had good health. And that's one of the reasons why they were able to have such a good record. Now, Sacramento's sitting at five. But I think Dallas, to me, is just as good as Sacramento. I think Dallas is just as good as the Clippers. Um, Clippers don't have a ton of size. So that it does, you know, they have Lively, who has exceeded expectations, in my opinion. Um, he's only 19. Um, are there mistakes on the defensive end? There are. But it is clear like way clear they're a better team with him in the lineup. I mean, it's not even like there's no debate. There's they're a better team with Lively on the floor um than any other guy they use at center. Uh you know, would it have been nice to bring in a veteran to start at center, bring Lively off the bench, of course. Um you know, I wanted I I talked about in the offseason they should have brought in somebody like Alex Lynn. And I know Lynn's not an exciting name. It really isn't. But 
there weren't a lot of guys to choose from. I think Plumlee was a free agent, but I think Plumlee ultimately wanted to stay with the Clippers, and he's been hurt pretty much all year anyways. But I, you know, I think Alex Lynn would have been a good fit for this team. And I think he, even if you wanted to start Derek Lively and bring Alex Lynn off the bench, he's still a better option than Powell. Uh, Powell is, to me, a 15th guy on your roster. He, he doesn't need to play unless you have injuries. But uh, it, it is clear that, you know, Lively is, has exceeded expectations. And, you know, when he's on the floor and, you know, Luca's on the floor, offensively, they're just, it, it just works. So, um, with Oklahoma City, like I said, they had a lot of health. Uh, you know, they're not really a big team. Chet, to me, is rookie of the year so far. I think he's outplayed pretty much most of the rookies. And I know a lot of people look at stats. You know, they'll look at Wimbenyana's stats and they'll be like, oh, Wimbenyana averages more than. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, Spurs have five wins. I, I just, I can't get past that. And a lot of people are like, well, the Pops tank it. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're a generational talent, you can't have five wins. If you had 10 wins, maybe. You know, maybe 12, we're talking, right? You can't have five wins. I'm sorry. You can't have five wins and just be like, yeah, I'm front runner of Rookie of the Year. Oklahoma City, to me, is where they are because Chet Holmgren. You know, last year they finished 10th. They have the same team as they did last year. Now, they did add Kaysen Wallace, who was the Mavs draft pick, I believe, and he was one of the trades, and he's been a really good player for them. Um, I know people will look at some guys like Wallace and even like that Cam Whitmore, who plays for Houston. He doesn't see the floor very much, but I'm sorry, I still want Lively. I think Lively fits this team better. Kaysen Wallace has been a really good player, but um, he's really helped them uh, defensively. But... Uh, I would rather have Lively. But, you know, I think Oklahoma City at the end of the day has sort of gotten to where they are with Chet. Um, they have a shot blocker at the rim. And one thing I do like about Chet is he he challenges everything at the rim. He's going to get dunked on, but he still challenges it. Um, he, he rebounds. He's a shooter. He can shoot. He can dribble. I think he, you know, he started off a tad bit slow, but he's figured it out. And I sort of think Chet's playing the way that a lot of people expected Wimbenyana to be playing. Wimbenyana's got a lot of points because they, they don't have a lot of uh, talent on that Spurs team. They got good players, but they it's not a lot of ton of talent. But, uh, yeah, I do think up to this point, Chet's probably uh, the rookie of the year. I, I'm afraid they're going to give it to Wimbenyana just to give it to Wimbenyana. You know, it's kind of one of those things. They just want to give it to him. But because uh, they're just going to look at numbers. Oh, he's averaging 19. It's like, well, Chance averaging 18, and they're second in the West. Sorry, you know. But uh, anywho, not to talk about OKC. But, you know, one thing I do, one thing that I reason I did bring him up was I, I do think they lack size. And I, at the end of the day, I think when the playoffs roll around, you know, regular season, you can get away with it. I do think when the playoffs roll around, you're going to need something, um, especially when you're going to play Minnesota or Denver. Um, so I'm curious to see who makes the move. Now, I think the Clippers can get away with it with their guys because you can Kawhi can pretty much defend Towns if he had to. Uh, Aaron Gordon, same thing, right? But, uh, you know, with Dallas, you know, having Lively – play every game like he does he needs to learn and I think he does learn every every day he's he's playing a lot better without fouling that's one thing I, I have really noticed is he's not fouling out he's not getting in foul trouble um, now the the refs whistles have not been kind to him and it's annoying it's frustrating to watch that because they just do not blow. They just blow the whistle on Lively. Just I feel like they call it foul on him, just to call it foul on him, and it's frustrating. But that's eh, you know it is what it is, and he's done a good job playing through that. Um, 
so like I said, injuries to me, and I know I sort of got way off topic, but to me, injuries have been the biggest problem with this team. I think if you have a healthy team, you probably have, I don't know, three, four more wins. You know, the Cleveland loss was tough with Cleveland missing all those guys. The Utah loss was tough. Um, and I'll talk about them later because I, I think I think they're going to make some moves. But the Utah loss was tough. They were hot at the time. They had been winning basketball. They had, you know, a lot of their guys back. But I do think Mavericks are a better team. And I just they just got outsized or something. I, I don't know. They just got outplayed. But... Uh, I, I think if the if the Mavs didn't have all the injuries, I, I think their winning percentage is much higher. I, I think there's a bunch of games that they win. Um, you know, like the Oklahoma City game where they went on the 30 to nothing run. Right, I, I think if you have your full complement of players, that's a different game. Uh, you know, they, they were missing so many guys in that game. It, that one was a tough game. But uh, they fought. They didn't win, but... You know the fight, the fighting, the the thirty nothing to run was incredible. It's it's crazy to see a run like that. But um, I, I I think if they can go the second half of the season healthy, I, I really do think they can improve their their positioning. I think they can pass Sacramento. I think the top four teams are going to be what they are. I do think they can pass Sacramento. I do think they're better than Sacramento. Um, you know, New Orleans is right on their tail. They have the exact same record. Dallas actually plays New Orleans twice coming up, and I think they're both home games for Dallas because they did the road games, right? Dallas won. They Dallas blew out New Orleans, and then New Orleans blew out Dallas. So they played the road games. Um, now they're home games, and hopefully Dallas will be healthy and they can win these games. Um, you know, Maxi has been out forever I don't know what the story with him is I don't know what's wrong with that toe but I he's got to be coming back soon he's got to be I don't know what's going on but I feel like I feel like there was something else he played so poorly when he when the season started I feel like there was something else and they're just blaming the toe at this point I could be wrong whatever but he's just he's been gone a long time and it would be nice to get him back. Um, unfortunately, Kid, I think, will play him at center, and he's not a center. So that, uh, that, that in itself is frustrating. But um, as far as second, what I think the second biggest problem with this team, and I, I talk about it online and stuff, is I, I think the coaching. I, I think they have bottom five coach in the league. Uh, you know, I think Portland's coach is terrible. I think Detroit's coach is terrible. I don't think Detroit's a three-win team. I think Detroit has way too much talents to win three three wins. And Monty Williams is just poor at whatever he's doing. Um, like I said, Portland, they don't really have too many great players. They have good players. And I'll get to them later because um, I want to talk about available players or players that should be available. But... Portland should have more wins than nine. I think they got a lot of guys on there that are decent players. And the way they played against Dallas these last two games was just atrocious. There was it was they didn't even compete these last two games. And like I said, I know Dallas Dallas to me is a better team than their record, but I the way they just I just felt like they weren't competing in either game. And I feel like they've just given up. Um, but I think Kidd's one of the worst coaches in the league. You know, somebody asked online, the people who were anti-Kidd, you know, how many wins has he affected? And I don't know what that number is. Um, maybe you could say a handful here, whatever. But there have been games where the Mavs actually won that I felt like the, they were bailed out by Luka. Especially to start the season. To start the season, I felt like the first five or six games, Luca bailed them out in every single game, and it was it was incredible to watch because they could all could have been losses, and they were all like clutch games. I remember Dallas started the season with so many clutch games in a row, and it's and I felt like my biggest problem is rotations. 
Um, I'm, I'm not a believer of running your team based on analytics. I think that can get you in trouble. I, I think Dallas did it for several years with when they had Porzingis. When Carlisle, at the end of Carlisle's um, tenure here, and I think once Kid got here, they stopped doing that. I think they stopped doing the whole run the team based on analytics, and which is a good thing, right? However, I do think there are advanced stats that can be looked at that can help fit help win games for you and make sure you have the right personnel on the floor. If that makes sense, like the after the there's some advanced stats that just pass the eye test right there's some stats that you look at and they're like and i remember several years back you know there were these like advanced stats with dorian and it was like i don't know if i see that right and it's like well you know the advanced stats different from what i actually see and so there was this whole argument thing i don't know like it's it was a long time ago but the advanced stats say you just can't play Hardaway and Powell at the same time. The defensive rating for that combination is atrocious. It really is. Um, it's, I think, the worst two-man defensive lineup in on our team, right? And I just don't understand. And, and that's one of those advanced stats to me that pass the eye test. To me, Tim Hardaway is by far the worst defender on this team. He really is. He's worse than Powell because at least Powell tries to defend. Powell's deficiencies are based on his lack of size, his lack of length, and I think that's his biggest problem. As far as Hardaway, to me, it's just lack of effort. I just don't think he's a good defender at all. Um, if there was one player that I would like to see Dallas move on, that they might be able to get something decent in return, it would be Tim Hardaway. And it would not hurt my feelings if Dallas moved on Tim Hardaway. And I know there's a lot of you know, win-loss stats with Tim Hardaway the last few years. But if you go back and look at the, the season they went to the Western Conference Finals, Hardaway did not participate. He was hurt. He did not play that entire playoff. And Dallas did just fine because they did it with defense. And I would love to move Tim Hardaway, if, even if it's for Dorian Finney-Smith, right? Even if you, like, uh, Brooklyn is in a position where they don't have their own picks. They've traded their picks. I do believe they don't have them. And so Brooklyn's in a position where they need to win. Brooklyn has a lot of defense. They don't have a ton of offense. I think they could use a guy like Hardaway. And you could hide Hardaway in a lineup with, um, you know, the, the defensive guys that Brooklyn has. Because Brooklyn doesn't have a terrible team. They just don't have a great team. And if you could somehow swap Hardaway for Dorian, I think this team would be so much better. Uh, you get defense in return. Uh, you get length. One of the reasons Dallas, you know, one of the things Jason Kidd does that I also think holds this team back is he plays these small ball lineups. And it goes with, and that, that ties into this Powell and Hardaway, because Powell and Hardaway are part of this small ball lineup. And Dallas just can't play small ball. They can't. And I know there'll be a stretch where they'll get hot. Like Hardaway can get hot. He can and when Hardaway's gets hot, he can't miss. The problem is when Hardaway's not hot, he is awful. He is one of the worst. You're playing five on four, offense and defense. And he's a volume shooter, just a high volume shooter. And like the other, a few games ago, he went 0 for 6 on his three. That's just six wasted possessions because he's not defending on the other end because he's atrocious at defending on the other end. And one of the reasons small ball worked a few years back, especially when they made that playoff run, was Dorian was the best defensive center on the team. And at this point, Dorian wouldn't have to play defensive center. I think, I don't think Lively struggles in a small ball situation like Jason Kidd thinks he struggles in a small ball situation. And that sort of goes, again, these are all sort of coaching things that I, I feel like he misses on. I think Jason Kidd overreacts to lively picking up fouls i don't think he lets him try to play through fouls i think he i think he doesn't play lively enough i think lively should be averaging close to 30 minutes a game i think lively would have no problem playing 30 minutes at least 30 minutes a game and 
this idea that small ball for this team works is ignorant because it just doesn't. Small ball does not work with this team. They do not have a small ball lineup. And it goes back to also Powell. Powell is not a rim defender. He is not. I, I Powell doesn't block shots. He just doesn't. You'll catch him blocking a shot here or there. That's fine. Everybody does it. But your point guard can't average more block shots than your center. Your point guard can't average more rebounds than your center. And I know Luca probably averages more rebounds than Lively, but that goes back to Lively not playing very much and, you know, Lively needing more minutes. Uh, there is no reason that Tim Hardaway play, should be playing more minutes than Dante Exum. Dante Exum has been really good for this team. And it frustrates me when there's like a stretch going to the end of the game where you need stops. You need defensive players. And I see Hardaway out there. Hardaway's not part of any sort of defense that's getting any stops. One of the best games Dallas played um, several weeks back, their closing lineup was uh, Luka, Kyrie, Derek Jones Jr., J Josh Green, and Derek Lively. And that's because the three wing players that they have, and Jones, Green, and Lively, they're defensive players. And, you know, Luka, when Luka wants to get a stop, Luka can get a stop. And Kyrie is not terrible at defense. You obviously don't want to play him with, in my opinion, you don't want to play Kyrie, Hardaway, and Powell in the same lineup because you just you have too many sort of defensive liabilities. But, you know, when like just against Portland last night, Hardaway made a – or uh, not Hardaway, uh, Kyrie – made several defensive plays because he is a good defender. He can defend. He's not a good defender, but he can defend, right? It's like Luka. Luka's, Luka's a decent defender, but when Luka really wants to defend, he can. And when you're trying to close out a game, you can't put Hardaway in because Hardaway's not a guy who can defend. He can't. And so to me, it, seeing that lineup of you know, Luka, Kyrie, Jones, Green, and Lively, and I, I thought it was the best defensive close they ever put, they ever had out on the floor. And I just don't see that anymore, you know. Uh, obviously, Josh Green missed some time with his elbow. Um, you know, Josh Green's still a little bit um, not inconsistent. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know what it is. But when Josh Green's playing, man, I, I feel like this team's unbeatable. And it's funny that I say just Josh Green. It's because... He he's so active offensively and defensively, and they I don't think they have a player like him. I think he's one of one on this team, the way he's so active on offense and defense. Now, to me, the second closest would be um, Lively. Lively's very active. Um, I love to see it, and it's, it's incredible, a guy his size being as active as he is. Uh, another guy who's very active, not to get – too far away, but another guy who's really active is Omax, and I think there are times when Omax needs to play over a guy like Tim Hardaway, because um, I think Omax defends at an NBA level. Is his shot as good as Hardaway? No, but he's also not a volume shooter. He can hit the open three. It's, it's clear he's been practicing. To start the season, his three-point shot was a little rough. As the season has progressed, you can tell his shot looks better. He made a few last night. I do think there are times when I would rather see Omax in the game over Hardaway. Obviously, I'd rather see Exum in the game over Hardaway. And it goes back to, I think, Dallas needing to move on Tim Hardaway. Um, and I'll get to that here after a while because um, I do think there are players in this league that will be available. And so... I think if Dallas has any shot at getting them because of their contracts, Tim Hardaway will have to be part of the deal because of his contract, right? He's he makes sixteen million, and you're going to need that chunk of change to to make these deals. But uh, Josh Green, when he's so when he's active, you know, he came back, he scored a bunch of points, and they won a game, and then the very next game was the Utah game, and he got zero. And everybody was complaining about him. And then, you know, this Portland game, these Portland games, he's just been great. And it's really good to see him playing well. Um, like I said, I, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. And so it goes back to the coach. Um, another guy that I feel like gets too much 
um, too many people are annoyed or angry about is Jaden Hardy. Hardy's in his second year. Hardy's a really young player. You can't be, you just can't get too frustrated with Hardy. These guys, they come in the league at such a young age. It takes so long, and I don't want to make it seem like it takes 10 years. I mean, it'll take you a solid three, four years to get to where these guys are, where you know who they are, right? I, I still don't think we know who Hardy is, right? And I just don't think you can give up on a player in his second year like a lot of people already want to give up on Hardy. Um, you know, not everybody's Luca. I, you know, I, I hate to use that sort of analogy, but once in a generation, there's a guy that comes into this league like Luca, where in his second year, yeah, he is leading your team to the playoffs. If Hardy was that guy, he wouldn't have been taken in the second round, right? So the idea that people get think that we just need to move on Hardy, I think is crazy. One of the things people complain about is this team not having any young and upcoming talent, future talent. And then, you know, we draft some guys and they don't perform in their first or second year like people want them to. And it's like, well, we just need to move on, trade them. It's like, well, hold on. You know, this is what you want. And then when you don't have it, you get mad because it's like, we don't have any young players. Well, it's like you want to move them because they weren't ready to compete for a title. And, like, Hardy's probably not ready to compete for a championship. And I don't think this team is ready to compete for a championship. And part of that is, I believe, coaching. Uh, I, I think if you were to after this season, fire kid and bring in a guy like Coach Bud or something, I think this team is far better than they are. Um, Jason Kidd, to me, has not changed from his time in Milwaukee. Um, I'll be the first to say that or admit that, you know, when they hired Jason Kidd, I thought he had learned something from Frank Vogel. He was a part of that staff that won the championship in L.A. And I thought he learned something from Vogel. I really did, but... You know, the Mavericks overachieved in that first year. And they've regressed pretty much after that. They're better this year because they have a better team. You know, obviously bringing in Lively was the biggest difference. Um, having Kyrie have a uh, preseason, an offseason with Dallas. You know, bringing them in and then just throw them in and then expect it to work. That was tough. But having a, you know, a... a Spring training, as they call it, uh, and the preseason games, I, I think being with this team to start the year is a big difference. Obviously, you know, obviously to me the biggest difference is Lively because you're not starting Powell. The first game of the year they started Powell. It was clear Lively was already twice the player Powell was and – they fixed that immediately, thankfully. But at the end of the day, you know, these are, there's, it's just substitutions. Um, like I said, there's no reason Exum should be playing fewer minutes than Hardaway. Exum's a better player for this team than Hardaway is. Uh, Exum takes the ball to the basket. Exum's not a volume three point shooter. You know, Exum can make a Exum can miss two threes, but he can make the next two. That's not how Hardaway worked. Hardaway's either making them all or he's missing them all. And Hardaway will go into a first half where he's making a bunch of shots, but his second half he'll be missing all of his shots. And Jason Kidd not recognizing that and pulling him and continuing to play him and watching the empty possessions on these launches without defense on the other end is so frustrating. And like I said, I do believe if they had a better coach, I think it's worth a handful of wins. I really do. I think if you have a better coach with fewer injuries, I think this team has at least five more wins. I, and I know people will say that, that I'm just a homer. I, I know there will be a lot of backlash on that. I don't know what I'm talking about, whatever. But I really do believe with a better coach and fewer injuries, that's worth at least five wins. Because I do think this team is better. Now, obviously, when you had all the injuries, that makes it tougher on the coaching staff. But at some point, you've got to recognize that Exum's a better player than Hardaway. And I just don't think they're at that point yet. Rashawn Holmes, I feel like when he plays, he's better than Powell. He's smaller than Powell, 
but he's got more length than Powell. He's a better block, shot blocker. I would rather see Rashawn Holmes play backup center than Dwight Powell, and Rashawn Holmes can't see the floor. Um, I fully expect him to be traded along with Hardaway because Dallas is going to need to get that number up, and Holmes makes around $11 million. But uh, I, I just, I, to me, I, I think the coach is a bad coach, and until they bring in a new coach, I don't see them winning. I, I just, I, I see them making the playoffs. Hopefully, they, you know, it's tough because I do think whether or not Denver or the Clippers finish three, four, or maybe even Oklahoma City, I don't know what's going to happen, but. I do think Dallas is going to finish five or six. And if that's the case, they're probably at this point going to be playing Denver, L.A., or Oklahoma City. Hopefully it would be Oklahoma City. I think they have a better chance against Oklahoma City. They have more experience in the playoffs than Oklahoma City. But if you get stuck against Denver or the Clippers, that's it. They just don't – I just don't think they have the team to beat them in a seven game because I don't think they have the coach. I think Denver, OKC – the Clippers, I think their coaches are better than the Mavs coach. I think Minnesota's coach is better than the Mavs coach. Um, I, you know, that's one of the reasons I think New Orleans is kind of bad. Now, New Orleans has had a lot of injuries, but I don't think New Orleans has a good coach either. So that's that's another story. But anyhow, that's the the injuries first and the coach second. I, I like I said, I think those are the two biggest things to look at. Um, now, as far as personnel. I don't think Dallas has the personnel to win a championship this season. I think they're going to be better next year. I think if Omax can improve this offseason, his shooting, like I said, I think he's already at a place where he can defend at a high level. And they're going to have to adjust this roster. I just don't know if this roster has it. Um, you know, Derek Jones has been really good for them. Exum has been really good for them. And, you know, Markeith Morris, he's a guy who, who's gotten spot minutes, who's actually been pretty decent. Uh, Rashawn Holmes hasn't gotten any playing time. Uh, like I said, Jaden Hardy has his ups and downs. To start the year, he had a lot of downs. But here lately, he's been playing a lot better. Grant Williams is another guy who, to start the season, he was on fire. And he's since been benched. Um, he's had this up-and-down season. I I don't know what to think about it just yet. I think with the it's that goes back to the coach. I think with the better coach, because I, I don't think this team runs an offense. You know, Jason Kidd is one of those players' coaches where they just sort of let the players do whatever. I don't think they run offensive plays. I think it's just everybody stand around and either Kyrie or Luke is going to do something. And I just, I, I don't like that. I think they need to change that. Um, and I think they need to get more guys involved. And I think Grant Williams could be a better player if that was the case. Um, I think Grant Williams is, his struggles go back to the coaching. I, that's just me. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like that's the reason he's not as good as I think he can be. Um, what's funny is he's he's only in his fourth season, I guess, um, or fifth season. This is his fifth season, so he's still a young player. You know, he's only twenty five. Um, so AJ Lawson is a guy who I think could be on an NBA roster. Uh, I think that when you do two-way contracts, you're only allowed to do it for three years. And I do believe this is Lawson's third year as a two-way. And I don't think he's eligible after this season anymore. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like that was... Unless they change that, uh, I just don't think he's eligible for that anymore. But I think he's an NBA player. One of the things he does well that doesn't get talked about is defending. He's a, actually a pretty good defender. He's, and and this is probably going to, I don't know, some people probably think I'm stupid for saying this, and some people will probably agree. But if I had to choose on my team tomorrow, if I got to cut a guy, 
I either can keep AJ Lawson or Tim Hardaway. I think I, I cut Hardaway. And a lot of that has to do with defense. Um, AJ Lawson is a good shooter, but he's not a volume shooter. AJ Lawson does pretty good to take it to the basket. He's super athletic, as you saw the last few games that he's gotten to play. He's getting minutes and he contributes. And he he's a very good defender, and it just that part of it doesn't get talked about. And I would rather have Lawson over Hardaway. I'd have I'd rather have Lawson over Curry. And Curry's a guy who has been up and down all season. He's he's had some games, but I just you know if we moved several guys and you had to pick up someone, I would sign AJ Lawson. I I don't I would not hesitate. I think he can help this. I think he can help any team. Um, I thought it was dumb to let Dexter Dennis go for this Brandon. I don't know what this Brandon Williams guy does that. I, I don't know. He's six one. I, I don't. I didn't understand that. I thought uh, Dexter Dennis played a game where he scored eighteen. I thought he was fantastic offensively, defensively, and then he just gets cut. And I'm like, he's got size. He remind me a lot of Dorian. I'm surprised nobody's picked him up because, and this, somebody may have. I just haven't seen anything you know written about it. But I would rather have Dexter Dennis over this Brandon Williams guy. If you're gonna play at six one, you better be special at something. Like you better be a a, a knockdown shooter, and him not like he's not a knockdown shooter. So I I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, like I said, Omax, he's not gotten a ton of time, but I think he needs more minutes. He's got a lot of size. Rashawn Holmes, um, like I said, he I think he needs to be the backup center. The fact that he doesn't get more minutes is dumb, and. You know, Maxi, I've talked about him. He's, I don't know what's going to happen with him. But, you know, I just don't think this roster has what they need to win a title. I, I think they're missing a piece. And I think a part of that piece has to be acquired using um, Tim Hardaway Jr. As far as guys who I think are going to be available that I think the Mavericks could get legit, like, you know, one of those, somebody that, not these fake trades where, oh, Dallas needs to go get LeBron because LeBron's unhappy, right? That's not that's not going to happen, right? That, that's stupid. I think legitimate players that are, that GMs will, will take a phone call and listen. Um, and I'll start in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, I don't think Boston or Milwaukee or Philly or Indy or Miami, Orlando. A lot of people think that Orlando might move on Wendell Carter. I, I don't know. I whether they do or not. I don't know. if if they're looking to just move Wendell Carter to get off his money. I would trade him for um, Hardaway and use him as a backup center. I think it'd be a fantastic backup center, but. I just don't think they'll move Wendell Carter. I think they. Just, I think Orlando will stand pat. Orlando's fine how they are. They can't rush into it. That's what Dallas did. I think Dallas rushed into it thinking they were going to win a title in Luka's second season, and so they just made a ton of mistakes. Um, Cleveland, I you know, Jared Allen. I, I I don't know what Cleveland is. Doing, I you know, Cleveland doesn't have a bad record. They got this basically the same record as Dallas. Dallas has an extra win, but Cleveland's sitting at seventh. They've had a lot of injuries. I, I think they move. I think they keep the team. You know, a lot of people think they'll move Mitchell. I don't think Dallas is interested in Mitchell, so I'm not going to you know really talk about much about that. But you know, I think if Jared Allen were to become available, I think Dallas would do it, but. I don't think Cleveland wants anything from our team that is worth. It. I I don't think I just uh, I trade Hardaway for Jared Allen, right? But I just think Cleveland wants to go progress with what they got and see what they got because they're still a good team. Um, Brooklyn is a team that I think you could get some guys off of. Like I said, I think you can get Dorian. Brooklyn sitting at sixteen and twenty. They're three and seven in their last ten. I think they're looking to sort of improve their team without giving up too much. And I do think Dorian would be available. 
Now, if you could figure out how to get Dorian and Claxton together, you know, if you throw in like Seth Curry and even whether it's Powell or Morris, it'll probably have to be Powell for the with the money or even Rashawn Holmes. If you could figure out how to how to put together a trade with Hardaway and maybe Rashawn Holmes, and if you have to throw in Curry because Curry could help Brooklyn with their scoring. But if you can figure out how to get Claxton along with Dorian, because they have a pretty decent backup center who I would love to have as well over Powell. But I think Brooklyn would be willing to listen to Dorian and, uh, you know, trade for Dorian. I think they'd be willing to move Dorian, I should say. And I think Dallas should take advantage. I think Dallas should do it. I think you could do it without giving up draft picks. Uh, maybe you'd have to throw in a future second at some point, maybe in 2035 or something, whatever. But I think Dallas could get Dorian, and I think Dorian could help this team. Um, and like I said, Hardaway's going to have to be part of that trade. Um, as far as Chicago, um, I know there's been like Alex Caruso talk. I honestly think they would like to keep Caruso. Um, Andre Drummond is a guy that people talk about could be moved. Uh, he would be fantastic as a backup center. If you could figure out how to swap Powell for Drummond, that would be awesome. But uh, I don't know what trade that is. I, I don't know if I'm willing to give up like a Josh Green or Jaden Hardy for Andre Drummond. Because I, I don't think, to me, it's like, oh, if I got Drummond, I'm now a championship contender. No, that's not, no. Now, if you could somehow get like an Alex Caruso out of it as well, that's a different story. But... I don't think they want to move Caruso. I think they would like to move Levine, but I don't think anybody's interested in Levine because of his injury and the fact that he's just not the player I think he thinks he is. Now, I do think Chicago should move on um, DeMar DeRozan. I think he's in the final year of his deal, and I don't think he's coming back to Chicago. So I think you have to move him and get whatever it is, even if it's just a young player and a second-round pick. I think you just get off of him to get off of him. Uh, you know, Atlanta, I, I don't know what Atlanta's going to do. Atlanta's on the outside looking in right now. They're a really bad team. Um, I don't know who they're going to – I think they're going to make a trade, but I don't know who they're going to trade. I know they were in the Siakam talks. Um, if you could get involved in that, and, you know, one of the guys they wanted to bring back was the the big – I his name slipped my mind. Um, Capella, Clint Capella. If you could still pull that off, like giving up Tim Hardaway for Clint Capella, I would do it because you could still play lively the 20 minutes a game. You already play him. And you could also make him your starting center in a couple years when Capella's contract runs out. And if Capella wants to come back as the backup because he is getting older, if he wants to come back back as the backup, that's fine. But I, I think... If Atlanta does go after Siakam, um, I could see them trading Deshante Murray. But if I'm Atlanta, I trade Trey Young. I just don't think Trey Young's that good. I think he had a decent season, but I think he's pretty much regressed since he's gotten to this league. Um, if I'm Atlanta, I trade Trey Young. I don't trade Deshante Murray, but I, I don't know. Maybe you trade Trey Young for Siakam and you include Capella in the deal and Dallas can get involved and Tim Hardaway goes somewhere and maybe you can make that work. But if you could get involved in that, that would be that would be good. Um, you know, Toronto has talked about Siakam. Dallas, not a viable candidate for that. Um, they already traded OG and so they don't really have anybody. Uh, you know, Charlotte, you know, they brought back P.J. Washington, Charlotte's, they're just not a good team. I, I don't understand why they don't sort of move on some of their guys. I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon Hayward were moved. I don't think Dallas is interested in Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward has a hard time staying healthy, so I don't know if I even want Gordon Hayward. Now, I'd rather have Gordon Hayward than Tim Hardaway. If that could do a straight-up swap, I would do that, but I don't think Charlotte's interested in that. But as far as what Charlotte wants to do, I don't know. I, I don't even They've got eight wins. They're a terrible team. They're one in lot, nine in their last ten. They've got a lot of young players. Uh, they've got a lot of young players that I'd like to have. Um, that some some of their big men I would love to have on this team over Powell. Uh, the Wizards have talked about moving Kuzma. I think their asking price for Kuzma is crazy. Uh, I wouldn't 
give up what they want for Kuzma. So Kuzma's probably going to stay on Washington until unless they get to where the trade deadline is coming and nobody's offering anything because their price tag is too high. Uh, you know, go look at what some guys went for in this offseason, and you're going to find that asking for multiple picks like that just isn't happening right now because of the new collective bargaining agreement. So unless that price comes down on Kuzma, which Kuzma would fit very well with this team, if you could figure out a, a Kuzma trade where maybe you got a third team involved and, again, you got to move Hardaway. Uh, you know, Miami's wanted him in the past. If you get Miami involved and maybe somebody like Jovich goes to – Washington and Hardaway goes to Miami and Kuzma goes to Dallas. If you could figure something that like that out and bring him in, I think he improves this team. I don't think he's a great player, but he does improve this roster. Um, so I don't know. Uh, Detroit, Isaiah Stewart was a the guy they talked about, but I think he's been hurt. So I don't know what's going to happen with his injury status. Uh, you know, Minnesota, I don't think they're moving anybody. OKC, Denver, Clippers, Sacramento. Um, some people think that Barnes may be available. I don't know. I doubt it. They're playing good basketball. You know, they're 6-4 and four in their last 10. I don't think they're a title contender. I don't think they can move Barnes for somebody, and that person they get in return is just going to make them a kite. Like, let's say you move Harrison Barnes for Kyle Kuzma, right? I, I just don't think that turns them into a title contender, right? I, I think they just need something to make them better, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's available. Um, so I, I just don't think Sacramento is going to move Harrison Barnes. Uh, New Orleans, I don't think New Orleans is going to move anyone. Phoenix, I don't see Phoenix moving anyone. I don't see Houston. Now, Golden State, um, you know, people talk about Andrew Wiggins being moved. Um, people talk about Dallas being interested in Andrew Wiggins. One of the things that I find funny about that is the reason they want to move Andrew Wiggins is because he's just been a no-show for two years. Now, Andrew Wiggins was a no-show for his entire career until the uh, they won the title a few years ago where Andrew Wiggins was one of their, probably their second best player. And he played awesome that year, right? And that's his only year he showed up in this league. And they won a title. So I don't understand why you would trade for Wiggins because he just he doesn't do like he's not that guy. He's he has the ability to be that guy, but you can't be in this league for eight years and only show up for one. I, I just I'm not interested in that guy. You know, his his counterpart, the, the guy that was drafted second, Jabari Parker, he's not even in this league anymore. Um, Jabari Parker can be had by anybody. It's just Jabari Parker's situation was a bit different. He struggled on defense. Uh, but, you know, I, I just I don't really have any interest in Andrew Wiggins. Um, Draymond, if I didn't have to give up any young players for Draymond, I would trade Hardaway and Rashawn Holmes for Draymond. Sure, I'll do that all day long. But I'm not, I don't know if I'm interested in Draymond. I think Draymond's career is winding down. Um I just don't know if I'm interested in that. Uh, you know, the Lakers, they're on the outside looking in. Um, whether or not they're going to trade for anyone, I don't know. They don't really have anything that anybody wants except for maybe like Austin Reeves or something. You know, Jared Vanderbilt's a good player, but I'll swap Tim Hardaway for Jared Vanderbilt all day long, right? But... I, unless you're giving up Anthony Davis or LeBron, which they're not, then I don't think people are going to be excited about trading with them. I, you know, I think LeBron has a player option that ends this year, and I think people think that they can just have him next year. Even Dallas, if he wanted to opt out and come play in Dallas next year, that's something that could help this team. But you know, one of the things they talk about is him wanting to play with his son and he's since backed off that because I don't know if his son's an NBA player I've watched a couple games of his and I know he had that heart problem and he's been you know he's been playing for USC for the last several weeks and he's he's just not good he's not that good he's undersized and He's, he's probably a career G League guy. The only reason I think he makes a roster is if somebody can... Like some people were thinking, would should Dallas trade into the 
first round to draft Bronny James so that they have a chance to maybe get LeBron next year. And it's like, well, I don't think you have to do that. I think you can just pick up Bronny James as an undrafted free agent because I don't think he gets drafted. I, I don't. The only reason somebody might take a chance on him in the second round, let's say you have a hundred second round pick, like OKC has a ton of second round picks. Yeah, pick up Bronny James. LeBron might come and play with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? LeBron and OKC would really help that team out. And if it costs a second round pick to bring in Bronny James, they've got a ton of picks. They, yeah, they would do it, right? But if you're a team like Dallas and you don't really have any picks, you know they don't have any picks this this draft. They've traded them all right. Well, the the first round pick is top ten protected, but I fully believe they're gonna, you know, give that pick to New York finally, finish that Porzingis trade, which, you know, looking back was probably the biggest mistake they made in the Luca era. But you know, I just don't think LA's trading LeBron. I don't think they're trading Davis. And they'll probably make a, a dumb move. And I think a lot of people overreacted to how they finished the season and bringing in guys like, you know, Jackson Hayes and Christian Wood and Cam Reddish. And and believe me, I'd love to have Cam Reddish over Tim Hardaway Jr. But, you know, Cam Reddish isn't a guy that you're going to put out there and he's going to, you know, you can't put him as a starter, and he's going to be the starter in a playoff game. You know, Cam Reddish would come off the bench, obviously, in Dallas. So, I, you know, he'd be a better player coming off because he's a good defender. So, I, you know, again, I, I'm looking for defense for this team. I, I think once fully healthy, this team can score at any point. It's their defense that really needs to improve. Utah is the interesting team here. There's, there's two of them, Utah and, you know, Memphis – I don't think Memphis is making any trades, and it's Utah and Portland because I don't think San Antonio is making any trades. So Utah and Portland, to me, are the interesting teams. Portland should trade Jeremy Grant. Portland should trade Malcolm Brogdon. And I do believe by the time February comes along, I do think they will trade at least one of those guys. Now, nobody will be tra- nobody's interested in Robert Williams. They wanted to keep him. Nobody's going to be interested in him. He can't stay healthy. You can't. But nobody, that guy's career is coming to an end if he can't stay healthy. Malcolm Brogdon, I think, will be traded. I think you can get a decent um, return. And by decent, I mean maybe somebody's willing to give up a young player that, you know, let's just say for Houston, for instance. Let's say um, Udoka is interested in bringing up, bringing in Brogdon for. Portland, from Portland, right? And you bring him in as you bring in and you have him as your backup point guard, right? I think that would be a good fit. He's a defensive guard. Udoka's done a really good job with that team defensively. Um, and you might only have to give up a guy like Cam Whitmore, right? But that's a good get for Portland. And I think it would be worth it for Portland to make that swap. Um, so I, you know, that's. You're not going to get a lot for Brogdon, I don't think. Jeremy Grant, I think you can get a first-round pick for Jeremy Grant. And, you know, if it was Hardaway and a first for Jeremy Grant, and maybe, um, you know, Portland probably is not interested in Hardaway because they're looking to get younger. And, again, you could get a third team involved. Whether Again, Miami. You know, if Miami wants to move Jovich, bring in Hardaway, Portland can have Jovich and a first, and Dallas gets Jeremy Grant. I think Jeremy Grant would fit this team perfect. I think he'd be your starting four. And I don't know if he makes you a contender, but he makes you a heck of a lot closer than you were. I like my chances now. You know, I like my chances of Jeremy Grant defending Aaron Gordon over, you know, whatever Dallas is doing. Because Dallas against Denver was terrible. Um, I like my chances with Jeremy Grant at that four spot, with Lively at that five spot, and whoever it is you want to put next to Luka and Kyrie, whether it's Josh Green or Derek Jones Jr. or Dante X, whatever. I like Jeremy Grant on this team. I would love to get Jeremy Grant on this team. I just don't think Portland is sort of realistic about it. I think Portland might value him a lot more um, you know, if you had to throw in a young player, let's say they wanted Jaden Hardy, that'd be a tough guy to give up because you are at that point not really giving up on him, but 
you know, you, you, you're sort of losing out on that future player, you know, that, um, you know, like we talk about having young players to develop for this team. You lose that with Hardy. Um, but it, Jeremy Grant to me is one of those guys that I think could fit on this team. And I think he would improve this team a lot. Um, so he's the one guy that I would love the Mavericks to get. Uh, I don't know if it's possible. I do think there'd be other suitors for him. And I do think there's probably better packages that other teams can put together. Somebody like OKC could go after Jeremy Grant. And I know he played there once already. But OKC could go after him and give up some... They have a ton of draft picks. And I think he would make OKC so much better. Um, I think he's the one sort of... Um, I don't want to say like prize trade. I think he's... I think he'll be the prize trade, this trade deadline, because I think a lot of the guys that people want to throw out there, oh, you know, Cleveland should trade Donovan. I don't think that's all going to happen. I don't think this is going to be a very busy trade deadline. I think there'll be small trades to be made. You know, OG was a big one, and I think that trade really made a difference in um, New York's team. I think that was a great trade for New York. But I think Jeremy Grant will be the guy who will be the best player traded if he gets traded. And I really do believe he'll get traded because I think he's at some point he's, you know, I would say he doesn't want to be on a team that wins nine games. But he went to Detroit. He left Denver to go to Detroit because he wanted to be the main guy. And they were terrible and he never complained. So I don't know what that I don't know what that means. As far as Utah's concerned. Um, you know, John Collins is a guy who's available, but I don't think I'm interested. He's not that great of a defender. Uh, if you could get John Collins for Tim Hardaway straight up, I would do it because I think John Collins is, fits this team better than Tim Hardaway. Now, John Collins isn't a great defender, but John Collins' position that he defends is a lot different from Hardaway's. Hardaway's more of a perimeter position and... You know, Hardaway's lack of ability to stay in front of guys is one thing. John Collins, his is a bit different. I don't think John Collins is a good player, a great player. I think he's a decent player. I think he's paid more than he um, is. Like, I think he's overpaid. But at the end of the day, you could start him at the four on this team, and I think he'd fit right in. I think you could put him next to Lively, and I think it would be a good fit. I think he's a better small ball center than Powell. He's got more length than Powell. He's not a great defender, again, but neither is Powell. Um, so John Collins is a guy that I wouldn't give up future assets for, but if they're willing to just you know, take like a Tim Hardaway and then move Tim Hardaway for something, then I'd be willing to do it. Now, the guy that is on their team that may or may not be available is Lowry marketing? I don't know what they're going to do with him. Utah's sort of in this no-man's land. They're not bad enough to get a top-five pick, but they're not good enough to make the playoffs. And at some point, I think they're going to have to decide what they want to be. And I don't know if drafting you know, eighth every year is going to get them to where they want to be. And so they're going to have to decide, do they want Lowry Markkinen on this team? Because Lowry Markkinen's good enough to make them get the ninth pick in the draft, right? And at that, that's where they are at this point. And do they want to move Lowry Markkinen for you know, future draft picks? Now you're not going to get the four that you did from Minnesota for, uh, what's his name, uh, that center, but the French guy. But... Uh, I do think Larry Markkinen would fit this team perfect. I think you could play Larry Markkinen next to Derek Lively. I think Larry Markkinen at seven feet could play your small ball center, could be your backup center. Larry Markkinen does have some health problems. He has a problem staying healthy. But I do think it's been a lot better lately. He's a lot like KP sometimes, but as far as health-wise, but I think he could fit on this team better than Porzingis. He can do a lot more, I feel like, than Porzingis. I think he's a better player than Porzingis. Um, I think he, like I said, if if Dallas could get away with, you know, trading somebody like Hardaway and 
you'd you'd probably have to put Rashawn Holmes in the trade because you need the money to match, and then you you add like Jaden Hardy. I think I would do that for Lowry Marketing. I think it's worth it because I think Marketing is a guy that makes your team way better. I think if you could figure out how to either get Marketing or Jeremy Grant, I think those are. I think those are legitimate players that might be available, right? I, I, I don't think I don't think there's much else that's going to be um, traded. I, I don't think Levine gets traded. I don't think Donovan Mitchell gets traded. I don't even think Jared Allen gets traded. Um, I think he. some people thought he might be available at some point. I ultimately don't think Siakam gets traded. I don't think Atlanta does anything. I think if anybody's going to do anything, it's going to be Portland or Utah, cause, and maybe, the, maybe Washington. Washington might throw uh, Kuzma out there eventually for a lower price. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if L.A., the Lakers went after somebody like Kuzma to improve their depth. Um, but I, I do think Jeremy Grant will be available. I don't know about Lowry Markkinen. I, I don't know if he'll be available, but I think he could fit this team. And I think Jeremy Grant could fit this team. And I think if there's anybody that the Mavs could bring in that would make this team better, I think it would be either Marketing or Grant. I think if you get Drummond, you're just a little better, right? Your, your backup center is not going to all of a sudden take you to the finals, right? I think if you get Clint Capella, you're a little better. Again, it's a back. you're basically replacing Powell. You know, as, as much as I complain about Powell, I don't think replacing Powell is going to get them into the finals. I think improving your talent is what they need to get to the finals. And I think Jeremy Grant improves the talent. I think Larry Market improves the talent. Um, I think those are the two guys that Dallas should target. I don't think, ultimately, I don't know about Wiggins. Um, you know, Kaminga and Moses Moody are two guys who are young players who are sort of complaining about playtime and stuff like that. I don't know what's going to happen to Golden State. I don't know if Golden State's just going to try to ride the wave. You know, they're sitting at 10th right now. Them and the Lakers are swapping spots back and forth. Both teams are losing so many games that, you know, Houston's sitting at number nine. They're, they're starting to sort of pull away, right? Houston and Phoenix have 16 losses. Golden State's got 18. Lakers got 19. You know, if the top nine start pulling away, it's, it's going to be between Golden State and L.A. Who's making the playoffs? And, you know, Golden State can say, well, you know, we're getting Draymond back. Hopefully we'll be better defensively. And Kerr's just going to make some adjustments lineup-wise. He's already done. He's already benched Andrew Wiggins, right? Which should be a sign that Dallas shouldn't go after him. But uh, I, I think that Golden State has a better chance of making the playoffs than the Lakers. And the Lakers will probably sort of see the writing on the wall come in a month. Right before the trade deadline, and I think they'll make a panic trade. LeBron will push him to that. So if they don't, they're, they're probably missed the playoffs, and you know they have so much money tied up in contracts. I, I don't think they have the ability to um, go out and sign anybody. So they're they're between a rock and a hard place. They're gonna have to decide what they want to do. Do they want to rebuild and start over, or do they want to stay at try and get the tenth spot and hope that they can win a play in? So I don't know. But uh, like I said, I, I I would like to see Dallas make. A move. I don't want to see Dallas give up a young player. At the end of the day, the only two guys that I just I mentioned it. If you have to give up Hardy or Josh Green, as much as I don't want to give one of them up, um, and I don't think Dallas wants to give up Josh Green, so it'd basically be Jaden Hardy. If you had to give up Jaden Hardy, but you got Jeremy Grant in return, I would do that. Jeremy Grant's not old. You know, he's, um, let me, I can look real quick. Jeremy Grant is, he's 29. You know, he's still got five quality years, I think, at his talent. He's six seven. I think Jeremy, like I said, I think Jeremy Grant could make this team 10 times better than they already are. And I think Lowry Marketing could too. So, you know, we'll see what Dallas does, if anything. You know, one of the reasons that Mark Cuban says he sold the team, whether you believe it or not, is to bring in more revenue to win, right? Because you're going to have to pay a t another tax once you go over a threshold. 
I think Mark Cuban, since the 2011 lockout, when, uh, you know, after the title team, you know, Cuban didn't re-sign those guys because he didn't want to pay the tax. And Cuban's never paid the tax. He paid the tax one time. And he didn't want to do he didn't want to do it. But with these new owners, um, the new owner's worth forty billion. That's a lot of money last time I checked my bank account. Um I think they're willing to spend the money. And so going after Jeremy Grant or Lowry Marketing, you you probably give up Jaden Hardy. That that might be one of the William reasons they brought in that Brandon Williams. It's because they felt that Jaden Hardy was going to be moved. And Jaden Hardy was going to be used to send off to another team along with probably Hardaway. And again, you probably have to put in um, Rashawn Holmes if you want to make the money match. So that's pretty much going to do it for this pod. Um, I'll try to do a little better. I know I hadn't done a pod in close to a month. Um, Just the whole frustration with the team was the biggest reason. And I just, you know, it, it was one of those things where I, I just wanted the Mavericks to play better in so many games and the lack of health along with, you know, some frustrating play by certain guys. It just, they're a frustrating team to watch. And so I'm going to do a better job of, uh, you know, making pods. I'm going to try to make them more often. I'm probably not going to do every game like, you know, I, I did several years back, but I'll I'll try to I'll do it more than once a month. So, um, other than that, if you could rate and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast, I really appreciate it. But uh, until next time, we'll see you later.